0: Welcome to the Message to Kings podcast, where we tell the complete history. This is your host, Brett Heaston, Episode 5, Sodom and Gomorrah. Before we begin this episode, I want to thank everyone for being a part of this podcast and downloading it, subscribing to it, and I want to thank anyone who sent me an email sending words of encouragement, Um, and also this is a massive project to do a Biblical history of man. So, if anyone wants to be a part of it, um, any feedback, please email me at message to kings at gmail.com. Here we go Episode 5 Sodom and Gomorrah. Last we left off, Abraham left Haran with his wife and nephew Lot to go to Canaan. Once he arrived, the land was taken by the inhabitants, where he rented land to live, and a famine occurred, which forced him to move to Egypt. In order to save his life, he lied by saying his wife was his sister, a common trick in his family line. He did this, and Pharaoh wanted his wife, but he did not take her as his wife when a horrible disease broke out among his people. Once Pharaoh determined the reason, he promptly examined Abraham, who told him the truth. In order to find God's favor, Pharaoh released exorbitant gifts upon Abraham who became exceedingly rich, and they left from Egypt to Canaan again. Once Abraham and Lot arrived back in Canaan, there there was a dispute among their herdsmen over land. In order to keep the peace, Abraham settled in Canaan, and Lot settled in the land near the Dead Sea in a valley with five cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma, Zepion, and Bela, or Zorah. After Lot leaves, God echoes his promises to Abraham. Lot's leaving causes problems for Abraham. Because of his poor choice of settlement locations and neighbors, Abraham would have to rescue him at least twice. The first of these rescues was a great war which occurred with five kings and the king of Sodom lost the war, and Lot and his family were taken captive. Abraham forged a sort of commando raid and rescued his nephew and his family. Following this rescue mission, Lot should have stayed with his family, but he did not. He determined himself to go back to Sodom, which he did. After Lot leaves the second time, Abraham receives additional promises from God, which will be discussed in the next podcast. The next scene has Abraham receiving the covenant of circumcision, which arrives at the three visitors, commonly believed to be angels and God himself in human form. Genesis 18, 18 The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby, when he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so you may be refreshed, and then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered, Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seas of the finest bread and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf he had prepared and set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. "'Where is your wife Sarah?' they asked him. "'There in the tent,' he said. "'Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah your wife will have a son.' Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out, my Lord is old? Will I now have this pleasure of being a mother? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied, and she said, I did not laugh. Then he said, Yes, you did. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abram looked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abram will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. And the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. Now we have to stop here. So God said he's going to go visit Sodom and Gomorrah and to see if the sin is is as bad as it was. He did that at Babel. He went down and investigated it before he gave them different languages. So why was the sin of Sodom so bad? Well, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom, according to Ezekiel 16. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food and prosperities, but they did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and didn't... adominable things before me, therefore I removed them when I saw them. This is Josephus's account of the Solomites. Overweeningly proud of their numbers and the extent of their wealth, showed themselves insolent to men and impious to the divinity, insomuch as they no more remembered the benefits that they had received from him. They hated foreigners, declined all intercourse with others, and at this conduct, God accordingly resolved to chastise them for their arrogance. So in addition to these commentaries, it's pretty clear when we read the text that there was lots of perversity in Sodom and extreme violence. So far, keeping a running tab, there's been three major judgments by God. The flood do to violence and perversity with fallen angels. Babel was a consequence of pride and arrogance against God. And now Sodom and Gomorrah, which has some similar parallels. So far, it looks like severe perversion of truth leads to severe judgment. But Sodom and Gomorrah is the first instance of intercessory prayer for cities. See, Abraham sees God face to face and speaks with him. The Bible mini-series actually shows God here to be the pre-incarnate Jesus, which is pretty cool. So prayer saves Lot and his two daughters, and due to Lot, Zoar is saved from judgment as well. The spiritual concept evident here is intercession or prayer. Listen to Abraham's petition of God in Genesis eighteen twenty-two. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abram remained standing before the Lord, Then Abram approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are fifty righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of fifty righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abram spoke again, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five people? If I find forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him, What if only forty are found there? He said, For the sake of forty I will not do it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 are there? And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abram said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 righteous are there? And he said, For the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? And he answered, For the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And when the Lord had finished speaking with Abram, he left, and Abram returned home. Prayer is talking to God, simple enough, to have the courage to stand up with God and petition Him for answers to prayer, to speak face-to-face, to press God for an answer, like you would speak to a friend or a judge in court, or some say true intercession is pressing God or standing in the gap for others, such in the case for Abraham, for Sodom. Many people find themselves in this situation praying for loved ones or even their nation or their cities. The reason Abraham settled at 10 was Lot had 10 family members in total in Sodom. He and his wife and two daughters, their soon-to-be husbands, his two sons, and their wives. Abraham believed them to be righteous, but there was only three that made it out of the city. The future husbands didn't believe Lot, and he couldn't get his sons to follow. Also, God was to judge five cities, but Lot pleaded at the very last minute to, to go into one, so God saved it as well, which was Zoar. So the story continues at Genesis 19. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When they saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night, and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread with yeast, and they ate. For if they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so we may have relations with them. I'll stop here. I'll, I'll let you look up for yourself what the relations means. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters. ...who I will give to you in place of them. And they replied, Get out of our way. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play judge. We'll treat you worse than they. And they kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men, the angel struck the men that were outside the door with blindness. And the two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else in here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters or anyone else in the city who belongs to you. Get them out of here, because we're going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people was so great that he sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledging to be married to his daughters. And he said, Hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-laws laughed at him. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife your two daughters who are here, Or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters, led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. And as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives, don't look back, don't stop anywhere in the plain, flee to the mountains, or you'll be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life, but I can't flee the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here's a town nearby to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. And he said to him, Very well. I will grant this request to you. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town is called Zoar. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land, and the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah, from the Lord out of the heavens, thus He overthrew these cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. So what a crazy story so far, but we have to stop here. I mean, His wife became a pillar of salt. So let's listen to Jesus' commentary on Lot's wife. See, she longed for her old ways of life, but she couldn't leave them in her heart. In Luke 17, Jesus talks about the coming of the kingdom of God and the end of the age. So just as it was in the days of Noah, so also it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building, but the day Lot left Sodom... Fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It was just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people would be in one bed, One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. It is amazing to me that Lot's wife was used in one of Jesus' commentary on the end of times. Here's an interesting story from Jewish tradition. The first is she, Lot's wife, disagreed with the harboring of the angels in Sodom at Lot's house and she told the neighbors that she had guessed because she had to go borrow salt from them she ratted them out by salt thus her judgment was by salt there are other theories and there's of course a tall spire of calcium rock that reaches to the sky near the Dead Sea called Lot's wife the message to Kings for this episode is to pray for your family and your friends and those around you. God, have grace on them and show them your salvation. Keep them from harm physically and spiritually. If you would save Sodom and Gomorrah for only 10 righteous people, how great is the number of your believers today? Protect our city and our country and show it your salvation. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Message of Kings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please recommend a friend, subscribe. If you have any questions or if you want to chat, please email me at messageyourkings at gmail.com.